Blessed day, everyone, and happy new year. I'm so excited about what God is going to do in my life this year, and I'm sure you are too. And if you're not, you should be. Let's get started. Today's topic is on eight ways to build intimacy in your marriage. Welcome to Lifesmithing. My name is Cynthia Burley. I'm going to go through them fairly quickly, but I hope this list will be helpful to you. The first way is to pray daily. Now, I'm constantly saying this. It's not a surprise. Joe and I pray the rosary every day, and it has made a big difference in our marriage. I am convinced that praying the rosary is the reason why our marriage is as good as it is. Why is it important to pray together as a couple or as a family? No matter what's going on throughout the day, you come together at night and God has a way of working it all out. Thanks be to God. So make sure if you're not praying the rosary, say some prayers. You may not have 20 minutes to do the rosary. Take 10 minutes and say some prayers. The second way to build intimacy is through physical intimacy. And that can include just touching throughout the day. So as you pass by, you put an arm around his or her waist or a hand on the shoulder or maybe a kiss on the cheek. That's just little small ways of showing intimacy. But the biggest way, of course, and I don't think I need to say this, is through sex. Make sure that 10, 20, 30 days are not passing by without that sort of marital intimacy. That's vitally important. Because it's one way that you grow closer. So sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking, well, he knows I'm busy. She knows I'm busy. And, you know, we'll come together when we have time. And even though your spouse may not say something, he or she is thinking it. And it does make you drift apart. Now, we're not talking about if someone is ill or can no longer engage in sexual intimacy. We're talking about people who don't have those problems. Make sure that you make it a priority on your list. It's highly important. Numbers three and four are about food. So number three, cook together. If you both like to cook, maybe on the weekends, make a meal together. He can chop up the vegetables while you saute your chicken or vice versa. If you're the type that don't mind sharing the kitchen with each other, I'm going to be honest. When I'm in the kitchen, I don't like for my husband to be in the kitchen. I like to have the kitchen to myself so I can move around. I can go here. I can go there. I have nobody in my way, but that's me. Some of you may not mind. So if you don't, consider cooking together. Creating something beautiful together actually helps you to build intimacy. And number four is make sure you have regular dinner time. Sometimes in the busyness of life, we don't eat together. There's been a couple of times that I've said, do you mind if we just eat separately because I'm so busy with work, I'm on the computer, especially if it's leftovers, I grab something and I eat it at my desk and then he'll eat by himself. I do that very rarely because I know how important it is for us to eat dinner together. Dinner is a time that we really talk about what's been going on throughout our day. 
And so it's vitally important that you have that scheduled dinner time. And if you have children, it's important that you make it a habit so that they learn to also have dinner with their families. This is where you touch base. Having dinner together builds intimacy. The fifth way to build intimacy is to play a game together. We're talking about Scrabble, chess, checkers, whatever game you like. Playing a game together is not only fun, it allows you to see your spouse in a different way. A lot of times we see the competitiveness of a spouse. And I'm talking about healthy competition, not the bad kind of competition. So you're used to seeing your spouse a certain way, and now you're able to see the playfulness, skills that your spouse has. Sometimes you're surprised that your spouse has these skills. It's actually a lot of good fun. So playing games together and even being competitive can build intimacy. Hi there, this is Cynthia Burley. Please subscribe to Life Smithing with Cynthia Burley on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google. If you listen to us on iTunes and you love this podcast, we would be so ecstatic if you would give us a five-star review. Giving us five-star reviews help us to reach more people. Thank you so much and God bless. The sixth way to build intimacy is to have a regular date night. Now I know date night, date night, date night. Everyone talks about date night. Who has time for date night? You're too busy for date night. Make the time. Going on a regular date night is sort of similar to what I said about why you should play games together because you get to see your spouse in a different light. It's the same thing with date night. You get to see your spouse dress up and you remember how beautiful, how handsome your spouse is. They don't look like they always look from day to day. It's important to be able to sometimes dress up and go out, be in a different environment. When you're in a different environment, you look at your spouse with new eyes. You see how beautifully they're dressed. You see how others react to them, to their presence. It's so easy for us to get used to each other, for everything to become routine and to take each other for granted. So when you go out, not only are you in a different environment, you're also taking a break from the normal stressors of your daily life and it builds intimacy. And when you come home, that often leads to the cuddling, etc., because your spouse looks so beautiful and handsome from being dressed to go out. The next two are going to seem to be different from each other. And the first one is don't spend every minute with each other. And the second will be make sure you communicate throughout the day. They seem to be opposites, right? Okay. This is especially important for couples that work from home like we do. When you work from home, you see each other all the time, every minute. You pass each other as you go to the bathroom. You see each other in the kitchen. You're always around each other. And that can get to be dull after a while. Because why? We're human beings and that's how human beings are. Human beings get bored, right? So it's important that you each have things of interest that you do separate from your spouse. It might be just that you shut yourself up in your office during the day and do your work while your husband is in his own office. That's the case for us. We both have our own offices, so we're not in the same office. We could have done that, but I knew it was important for us to be separate so that we're not constantly around each other, even though we see each other throughout the house. It's important for him to have his interests, and it's important for you to have your interests. Spend some time apart. It's very important. Now, the next one is about 
communicating throughout the day and it may seem contradictory. It's important to keep a little connection. And one way you can do that is through texting if you're someone who texts. Or if you don't text, maybe a call. If you're not working together in the same space, it's good to check up on each other through texting. Texting doesn't take a lot of time and you're able to see how each other is doing. Tell your spouse that you miss your spouse or give your spouse a compliment. One thing my husband does is he sends me, calls it a lunch break shout out. Sometimes he'll just type LBSO and I see that pop up. This is when he's out in the field and I'm at home. I see it pop up and I smile. Oh, I say, hey, honey. And that's it. He goes back to eating. It's a little way of keeping in touch with each other. That helps to build intimacy as opposed to not speaking to each other at all throughout the day. So don't want to be always on top of each other. That's not good. There's no mystery. At the same time, you want to kind of be in touch with them so that you keep that connection going. The next one is to have pillow talk. If you guys don't know what I mean by pillow talk, what I mean is when you go to bed, rather than just getting into bed and giving each other your back, or even if you don't do that, just cuddling a little bit, not saying anything. This is a perfect time to talk about whatever, to talk about church, to talk about the kids, to talk about something you did today. It builds intimacy to have that talk when the day is over, the whole house is quiet for you two to have a conversation. Now you may be sleepy, it may not last long, but how beautiful it would be to fall asleep as you're talking to your loved one. We're not talking about arguing here. This is not the time to start an argument. It's a great time to talk because you have the time. You have nowhere to go. You're not in the midst of something. You're not distracted. You're focused basically on sleeping, but it's a good time to communicate with your partner and then to end it with, I love you, honey, and then you go to sleep. So I've given you eight ways to build intimacy with your spouse. Quite simple, but if you're not doing any of them, consider doing them. Of course, your mileage may vary, depends on your relationship, who you're with, temperaments, etc. But I'm sure some of them could be of use. Thanks for listening and God bless. Saint Ignatius of Loyola says, He who goes about to reform the world must begin with himself, or he loses his labor. Until we decide to reform ourselves, we cannot hope to have any influence on our families, our culture, our politics, our world.